When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 235, Girls Trip. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. What's going on, Purple Pants Posse? How is everyone been doing? I hope that you are doing well. And if not, I hope that the podcast puts a smile on your face. Baby boy has had a busy weekend with spring here. I was like, let me do some spring cleaning. I... Don't have a problem. I don't shop a lot. I shop enough, you know, but I just wanted to just get some new items. And I realized, like, I didn't have no room in my closet uh, to put new stuff. Not that I just have so many clothes. I just emotionally hold on to items in my closet. I was telling you all this before, but like, you know, it's a shirt that I haven't wore in eight years, but I met one of my friends that night. And so every time I see that shirt, it reminds me of that time that I met my friend. So it's like, I don't want to get rid of it. But I was like, you know what? I have to remember that, yes, items can hold memories. However, like all of my memories are stored in my mind and my heart. So I packed up a lot of clothes and I gave them to some shelters, uh, to the Goodwill. And I have uh, like some of my little cousins, I'm like, y'all want some of these clothes? Like, so that was took up a lot of my time this weekend because it was so hard like I was really just wanted to like go in there with like no thought about it like nope if I haven't worn it in over a year then get rid of it but it was definitely uh playing at my heart uh, I don't know about you purple pants posse but who it was definitely hard like I was just even now don't judge me because you know this is a judge free zone but I was even going in like my underwear drawer and like my socks and I had, first of all, socks that have holes in them that I don't even wear. I just was keeping them in the drawer because I like when I open my sock drawer and I would like see that pair of socks. Like it just made me think like, oh, this is my sock drawer. Like what in the world is going on with you, baby boy? Uh, so I was trying to do that uh, 
throughout every aspect of my house, but I didn't get very far. I got through my bedroom, my closet, and a little bit of my kitchen, but really just, I don't know, it's just that emotional attachment to things that it's hard. And um, yeah, so that's what I, I did the majority of this weekend, just trying to get myself together, spring cleaning, you know, new season, who this, hot chew, because you know my allergies going to be a mess. But yeah, you know, your baby boy has to pack, you know, I'm going to be on the road for three weeks. So I wanted to get my house in order. Uh, I also was able to go see a podcast live show. It's called All the Things. It's with Bridget Kelly and Mandy, one of my like favorite podcasts that I listen to. And so they were coming to Philly. So I was like, oh my God, I just, you know, I want to support people, how people support me. And just like, you know, it's just, so I was able to go, I went with two of my really good friends. And so it was so much fun. And it also just really gave, inspired me and gave me so many fun ideas. Just thinking to myself, like, I don't know, would, would the posse come out for... A Purple Pants podcast live show? I don't know. It just, you know, opened my idea, opened my mind to so much. And just, again, just a good time. Just when you listen to people all the time and seeing them in person. And then Bridget Kelly was a former singer. Well, she still sings. Then she was on a reality show. And it was crazy because I'm the type of person that when it, whenever somebody comes out with an album, I always try to find a song that speaks to me. Just doesn't have to be the popular song. It, you know, just... If the lyrics speak to me, they speak to me. Um, and so on Bridget's last album, it was called Reality Bites. She had a song called In the Gray. And I was, as I was getting ready for this show, my friend Sarah and I uh, went together. My friend Sarah and Wendell, we all went. Uh, but Sarah came over to my house and we like, you know, we're getting ready together. And we had seen Bridget Kelly live in concert before, but this was before that album had came out. And, you know, we were just saying some of our favorite Bridget Kelly songs. And so for whatever reason, In the Gray just truly speaks to me. And so we were literally like just talking about that. And so we're at the live podcast or the podcast show. And, you know, they take like a little intermission. Then they like set the microphone up and then Bridget Kelly comes out. And, you know, not that she starts singing In the Gray. And again, Bridget Kelly has four, well, like one EP and like three albums. So she has a lot of songs to choose from. But like the fact that she was singing in the gray, listen, your baby boy had a margarita, was on my second one. I had to stand up. And clearly another interesting thing for me was that Bridget Kelly was is a Grammy award-winning artist. And so the crowd knows her from the podcast. And it, for me, it was just so interesting that like, I was surprised that more people didn't know that song. But listen, I, like I said before, I had my margarita in. I was standing up jamming to my girl, Bridget. Like, I don't know. It just felt so personal that I would be seeing her at a podcast show and she just happens to sing my favorite song off of her last album. So needless to say, your baby boy had a great weekend and I'm really excited for this week's episode. I've got the church announcements for you, of course. And this week, your baby boy is giving you my Thoughts on, not Bravo, but Peacock's The Ultimate Gross Trip Season 3. And I am also just giving you more of my takes on the R&B Queens, SWV, and Escape. But I'm also giving you the tea that's happening on social media because what's happening on social media is a show of its own. And of course, we've got the Freak of the Week. So listen, let's get into these church announcements. <laughs> And for your church announcements this week, when the podcast comes out, your baby boy will already be in Seattle for the Bryce and Wynn Presents Tour 44. We are having a watch party in Seattle and it's going to be such a great time. So make sure you come out after Seattle. Your baby boys are headed to Atlanta from Atlanta Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh to Boston, from Boston to Philly, from Philly to Brooklyn. So listen, we are going to end this tour with a bang and we've got so many fun stops along the way. So don't miss out on the Bryce and Wynn present Tour 44 fun. Uh, click the link in our Instagram bio. You can head over to Bryce and Wynn present on Instagram. Click the link in the bio and we'll see you very soon. 
It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. All aboard. We are ready to go on Bravo, but Peacock's Girl Trip Season 3. If you are a fan of the Housewives, let me just tell you one of the best kept secrets of the Housewives franchise is not on Bravo. It's on Peacock, the ultimate girls trip. Now, they this is the third installment of the girls trip. First installment of the girls trip. I didn't watch. I ain't going to lie. I don't know what it was given. I know. Melissa Gorga, Teresa from New Jersey. I know Kenya and Cynthia from Atlanta were on there. I didn't watch it. I didn't. I don't know. I just kind of sort of missed it. Maybe I should go back. But, baby, uh, last year, for whatever reason, I had time. And I said, let me get into this ultimate girl trip. It was Dorinda from New York. It was Eva and Phaedra from Atlanta. It was Vicky and... Vicky and Tamara and uh, some other good people, right? And so I was like, you know what? Let me just watch it all on a whim because I had missed the first one. And I was like, you know what? But, baby, when I tell you I tuned into that one, that one was, mwah, like, amazing. So if you have not seen Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, you're missing out. So the Season 2 was so good that... I really think that they put thought into casting season three. Now, I was a little hesitant to watch season three because season two was so good. First of all, Dorinda Medley from New York is just made for TV. She's a mess. Okay. But they had announced the Ultimate Girls Trip last summer. And I was excited for it. So let me just tell you who are the people that are on this season of the cast, okay? First of all, starting with my girl, Giselle Bryant. I don't care what y'all say, I still like her, okay? Candace from Potomac. Then we have Alexia from Miami. We've got Heather Gray from Salt Lake City. We've got Leah from New York. We've got Marisol from Miami. We've got Portia Williams, and we've got Whitney Rose. Great group. Peacock has, you know, they release, I think it's like three episodes, then it's two episodes, then it's three episodes. But the first three episodes are out and, baby, give, give, give them five stars. Now, I will start this by saying the MVP of the three episodes are Portia, Giselle. I'm going to even put Candace in there because I feel like Candace for sure holds her own, holds her own. Like, they're my MVPs. I'm sorry. Um, I feel like ah, Heather Gray, Whitney Rose, they add to it. I definitely feel like uh, Alexia and Marisol for sure add to it. Um, I really feel like Leah adds to it. Uh, but for sure, the MVPs are my girls. I'm sorry, Portia, Giselle, and Candace, they really kind of like, they just do the thing. But all of the girls are great. So I think it's really important for us to just give you a backstory before I just tell you my thoughts on this season. It's important to know that the last season of Potomac just ended. The last season of Salt Lake City just ended. And the girls are going on the trip. So it's really good to know because we know what happened on the last season of Potomac with Candace, her husband, Chris Bassett, and Giselle. It's good context because we get to see a lot of it unfold before it unfolded before our eyes for, you know, season seven of Potomac. Also, the same thing with Whitley and Heather as far as, you know, who lied and said about them tickets and what she was doing for the tickets and the Jen Shaw stuff. Like, it's so interesting to see them on this trip, like, after they filmed and kind of know what's going on, but we as viewers don't know what's going on. So I think, like, the perspective is just really interesting because for me, it's like, y'all filmed it and y'all was able to go on this trip, right? 
because that this was weeks after your film. But when it's time for it to air, then it's like the beef gets reunited. Um, so that's just really interesting for me and my opinion. Last thought that I have before I kind of give you the main pieces of the juice of these first two episodes. I really feel like Bravo needs this girl's trick. Although this is Peacock, right? So we know some of the franchises in the Housewife franchises of Bravo are doing extremely well. Other franchises, they're rebranding. They're not doing as well, i.e. Roni. They don't know what they're doing. They were supposed to be doing um, the original, what you call it? Like, a, I don't know. They're supposed to, they were, re, they're rebranding Real Housewives of New York, right? So they're cleared the whole cast and they're getting a whole new cast of New York because uh, the old cast of Royal Housewives of New Jersey was no shade, but all white and kind of sort of represented uh, a different demographic of New York. And I think that New York today represents a huge, vibrant city. So um, they were going to do a new New York and then they were going to do like a retro New York that would kind of sort of be filmed for Peacock, where it would be like the OGs of Royal Housewives of New York. But We've since learned it got scrapped because they didn't have enough people. Bethany wasn't going to do it. Jill wasn't going to do it. They're not bringing Ramona back because, you know, of all of, you know, Ramona's antics. So I really think, and I was telling one of my friends this the other day, that, like, I really think Bravo needs to do the girls' trips. But for, like, could you imagine if they did an ultimate, or just, you know, just call it Housewife Girl Trip, and it is of, season one of Atlanta and they just film for two weeks and then they can make seven episodes out of it. Like, I don't know. There is just something about these girl trips that is great. And they can even kind of sort of like with all of these housewives that, you know, quote unquote from Andy that get on pause or, you know, they're on a timeout. Like there's just so much of them. And there's so many people that we love that I really just feel like the girl trip essence really could help save the Bravo franchises. And just imagine a season one of Atlanta. You know, Kim, Nene, Lisa, Deshaun, Sheree all go on a girl's trip for two weeks. If that's not content worthy, I don't know what is. And maybe, listen, maybe that's the way that we can get Nene back because, you know, Nene and that lost to a Bravo. And, you know, this is Peacock. So maybe we just send it over to Peacock, but who knows? I just think the girls' trip from the ones that I have seen, and I haven't seen the season one, um, and you know Melissa is, uh, not Melissa, Teresa is my girl. Um, maybe I need to go back and watch it. But listen, season two of Ultimate Girls' Trip was amazing, and season three is off to an amazing start. So the girls get to Thailand. I'm immensely excited because when I was on Survivor Kakyan, and you know I was third boot, and then after we got our last pre-merger, we went to Thailand, and so I was in Phuket. I was in Chiang Mai. I was in Bangkok. So I, um, you know, it was just like, felt like I might have been on there, you know, maybe a decade before they got there. Um, it seems like all of the girls are off to a great start. Everybody wants to be friendly, but bay bay. If it's one thing Miss Giselle Bryant is going to do, she's going to stir the pot. Some people hate her for it. Other people enjoy it for her. Uh, but, you know, she just goes right into it. Like, she just is what you see Giselle on Potomac asking the questions. Uh, she is doing it here. And it definitely kind of sort of stirs the pot immensely. I love the fact that Portia and Giselle have linked up. Uh, they did that, like, you know, during COVID when Bravo was doing that, like, chat, tea or chat show. Um, it was... Portia and Giselle. So they're off to a friendly start. And immediately, Giselle wants to know from Heather, like, what's the tea with Jen Shaw? Like, did you know? Were you surprised? Because right as they were leaving for Thailand is when Jen Shaw kind of sort of, not kind of sort of, but is when she pled guilty. So that was kind of sort of like this huge thing going on. And so immediately with Whitley, I can't go Whitley, with Whitney and Heather, um, it kind of sort of sparks their, their drama a little bit because, you know, Heather and Whitney are like cousins, you know, they did Ancestry.com and they found out they was like cousins, they great, 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 great grandma, great, 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 great grandpa, they was brothers. Um, so 
Whitney just feels like, you know, even with Jen pleading guilty, uh, she's still blindly following her. And Whitney feels like, well, child, I wish she was that loyal in our friendship. So this kind of sort of starts there. Also, they give Leah from New York. Now, I remember Leah's season uh, when her first season on New York. I really liked Leah because she uh, she liked Little Kim and she was from New York. And Leah was... She was interesting. I believe during the time that she was filming New York, she was drinking. Um, she is now sober, which gets Heather into her first stumble of the season when they all get to Thailand. It's a little hug. Hey, everybody. And Heather says to Leah, like, oh, my God, I know you're sober. Like, you know, and again, this is kind of sort of like in the meet and greet. So everybody's hugging. But, you know, during the episode, they rewind it so we can see it. And so it is a rather, like, short interaction. But it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're sober. Like, I'm going to have to come to you for my sanity. Like, I definitely support you being sober. Okay? Then maybe the next day, uh, Heather with Giselle and Portia, and she's like, we should play a game. We should try to get Leah drunk. Now, Heather. When somebody says that they're like, you know, there are just certain things that I feel like should be off limits and playing with somebody's sobriety is not anything that's like, I don't know. And Leah's sobriety comes up again when they on the yacht uh, and Leah reveals that uh, Marisol going on to like before they like headed out for the show, like text her and was like, uh, I'm. So sad, you like, you know, you're not drinking. I support you, but oh my God, I would love to have a drink with you. Like, do they, do these women not like have any? And again, maybe I've spent eight years in a drug and alcohol field working at a psychiatric hospital that deals with mental health and dual diagnosis. That, like, first of all, one, somebody that is sober, uh, especially where they're at in their sobriety. You don't play with things like that. Sometimes it's even hard for people to even be around alcohol. And y'all talk about, we wish you had a drink. And then Heather on here talking about, let's get her drunk. Like, kind of sort of cringeworthy. Uh, however, it is just interesting because <laughs> Jalea was like, when, when Leah told Whitney what Heather had said, Whitney was like, you should bring it up to her. And just like on our season, I guarantee you, uh, she'll say she'll forget it or like she'll act like she didn't say it. And Bebe was Whitney not right because when Leah confronted her with all of this, uh, Heather was like, mm, I don't, I, did I say that? Now, mind you, Leah did say the way that Leah said it was as if Heather came to her and was like, girl, I know you sober. I'm going to support you and do everything that I can do for you. But when they played it back, it, it, it wasn't given that. However, Heather also revealed to Leah that she read her book. So it's like, girl, if you read my book and Leah's book is about her sobriety and all of that, like, wh why even play with that? I digress. Um, so it is just a lot of going on, a lot of like the intermixing. Another thing that has been a, a huge headline uh, on this, first of all, because people just always want to make Giselle the bad person. So um, there is a part with Alexia and uh, Marisol where and they're all in group settings. So I, I don't know how I feel about it. I have, you know, two things. One, I feel like social media is making a huge deal out of it because it's like, for whatever reason, they on a hate Giselle Bryant train. And, you know, I will never sign up for the hate Giselle Bryant train because I love Giselle Bryant. Uh, but Marisol and Alexia, who are from Miami, who are uh, bilingual, they speak Spanish and English. They're in a group setting and partly to the side, they kind of sort of start talking Spanish. And Giselle immediately calls it out and is like, hey, guys, when we in a group, can you speak English? Because I feel like you talking about me. And then they do it again at dinner and Giselle brings it up. Um, again, she's just saying like, hey, like when we're in group settings, do you guys mind speaking English? Because it just really makes me feel like you're talking about me. And the girls are like, well, we don't really realize that we're doing it. You know, they call it Spanglish. And then they leave it at that. Uh, throughout the three episodes, they are Giselle. Of course, Giselle loves to stir the pot. She loves game. So she gives everyone, and my job, I'm jumping all around the first three episodes. So just, you know, go with the flow. Okay, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. Um, 
during one of the nights, Giselle is starts a game and she's like your best impression and your worst impression. So they're all kind of sort of going uh, around and everyone's kind of sort of ganging up on Heather at this point, uh, just saying that, like, you know, that comment that she made with Leah. Uh, then it gets to, I want to say it's Marisol. And Marisol says to her, like, you know, you telling us not to speak uh, Spanish was a low light for them. And Giselle immediately kind of interjects and she's like, you know, not that I was telling y'all not to speak Spanish. Um, it's just in these social settings. Uh, it just makes me feel like you guys are talking in front of me. And Giselle reveals that uh, two of her daughters are uh, like proficient in Spanish and they talk Spanish around Giselle in the house all the time. And Giselle's like, they talk about me. And so it's like little PTSD. So Giselle immediately clears it up and it's like, I never meant to offend. I just, you know, little something, 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 something. So again, prior to when this, prior to when Peacock released these three episodes, right? TikTok and the Instagram got like these little clips that everybody is going in on Giselle. And so, you know me, I'd be reading in the comments. And so the comments seem to be 50 50. Uh, a lot of the people in the comments were like, because some people were like, I don't, I hate to admit it, but I agree with Giselle in that situation. It's rude to speak another language when you're in a group of people that you speak a common language in. In which I can agree. And then another, uh, a lot of people are like, it's culturally insensitive for Giselle. How dare her? So I find myself somewhere in the middle. First of all, if you, whatever language you speak, speak. Okay? More power to you. Um, I Listen, we love the diversity. Speak whatever language you want. I think that I feel where Giselle was coming from, though. Like, if we're in a group setting and, you know, some shit's going on and all of a sudden you side eye and start speaking something else people are going to wonder so i i kind of i definitely understand i definitely feel as though it was just more giselle's approach she didn't have to call him out like that um in front of everyone so i kind of sort of find myself like in the middle of that because what also i think is hilarious with these peacock uh editors is that like the couple of times that they have done it and they'll show a clip of them speaking Spanish and then they'll show a clip of Giselle's eyes and then they will interpret what Giselle thinks they're saying and they're saying something negative about Giselle and then they'll actually play the real translation which is like my stomach is hurting uh, I don't know how much longer I can take it so Peacock is immensely funny Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, okay. 
Another thing is, which I was interested in. Now, spoiler alert. Y'all know I be on the Instagrams and I follow a lot of fan sites on TikTok and, and Instagram on Twitter that love to give spoilers. Now, mind you, I wasn't really looking for any of these spoilers, but I remember when they revealed the cast and people saw a Portia and they saw a Candace on the show and they immediately were like, oh, this season is, this season is going to be good because we know that these two are going to butt heads. And I feel like in these first three episodes, Bravo is laying the groundwork for this Candace and Portia standoff. Now, I feel like in the, the realm of Housewives, right? Like, if this is a, a battle ring, like, you know. And in this corner, we have Candace hailing from the District of Columbia by way of Potomac. And in the next corner, we have Portia Williams all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, you know, if it's in a housewife royal rumble, now this is what I would call a very equally yoked battle because we know Candace has a way with her mouth, okay? She's shady. She, she can deliver, but also so does Portia. Portia has a way with her words as well. I feel like Candace is a college-educated master degree, so Candace has the vocabulary. Portia's vocabulary might not be as high as Candace, but still equally yoked shade wise so it's like this may be the royal rumble that we've been waiting for um now spoiler alert i did hear rumblings over the summer that they was leaking stuff that they was they were saying that they might have gotten to an altercation now i hope not but they are laying the groundwork so um during that conversation when people were giving their low lights and high moments low lights um Someone, Leah, was like, uh, I underestimated Candace. I felt like from seeing her on her show and how she treated Ashley after Ashley had her baby, I didn't think I would like her, but uh, not Leah, Whitney. This is Whitney saying this about Candace. She was like, after meeting her, she's so much fun. And so Candace kind of sort of went on uh, to like, you know, I appreciate that. And, you know, da 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 like, you know, and people were saying that, but it's really like when you're a mean-spirited person, um, Nothing is off limits. And kind of Portia kind of jumped in to what I didn't feel like, what my opinion was. Portia kind of jumped in to kind of basically say what she felt as though Candace was trying to say as it came across to her as a viewer. Because Portia is uh, making it very clear that she is a removed housewife. And like, you know, she's an OG, but like she's removed. Um, and I feel like Portia was trying to come to her defense from a viewer standpoint, but Candace was very clear when Portia was doing that, like to cut her off, like, ah, no, I, I, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant. I actually meant to be. I actually meant what I said. And Portia was like, oh, <laughs> so you just a nasty person. And so that's just one instance, right, of the Candace versus Portia. Then there is another instance that comes to mind when Candace, you know, I, I think Leah, I keep calling Whitney Leah. Whitney threw the first little, you know, she hosted the dinner. So the next night, Candace hosted a dinner and they went to go see like a lady boy performance. And in Thailand, like what we would call like drag queen performers, uh, they call their performance like lady boys. It's a very common term in Thailand. And so Candace is taking the girls to see the lady boy performers. And so her game of the night is she wants to give people like ladyboy names. And so she calls herself Petty LaBelle. And so, you know, she feels like she should be like Petty and give people Petty names. But the shade of the matter is the only people that she gives Petty names to is Giselle and Portia. Giselle is Shinita man. And uh, Portia's was Shoteka man. And so Portia didn't really find to kind of, Portia didn't take that too lightly because if you're a fan of Atlanta, 
uh, then you should know the the Portia drama with her current husband. Uh, maybe two seasons ago, when Portia was a housewife, uh, they brought this new girl Fallon on there. Portia was allegedly her friend. She meets Farrah's husband while they filming. Uh, Farrah and her husband go through a breakup. Then Portia get with the husband. It was just this big social media thing. But I mean, listen, Portia is currently married to him now. Uh, has this huge ring. But during the time period of like. Portia getting with her current husband and that girl Farrah being on the show, it was like a, a real messy situation. Like messy, 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 messy. Uh, but, you know, Portia's married now. And so Candace kind of, you know, brings that up a little bit. Portia didn't really take too kindly to that. Um, also, just interesting drama, because I don't really watch Miami like that, but uh, Alexia, um, Alexia tells Leah about her ex-husband, because I believe Alexia is married now this is to her third husband, but when her ex-husband died, if anybody watched Miami, then you would know that, like, when her ex-husband died and she was at the funeral, one of his lovers, who happened to be a male, um, kind of approached her and wanted to talk to her about it, and so she just was telling the story about how she found out that her ex-husband was potentially bisexual, or not potentially, uh, but bisexual. However, they still had a good relationship, but it was kind of sort of like a talking point. And Leah brought that up at dinner one night when Alexia was kind of doing her talking points. And Leah is like, I feel like she has talking points. And, you know, it might not be Bravo, but it's Peacock. But they editing shading. They flashback to clips within the last three days of Alexia uh, talking about her ex-husband. But what is interesting about it is that it's literally like word for word. They showed four different clips and she was saying the same thing. So Leah, if you remember Leah from New York, uh, now also, a lot of the housewives or some of the people just feel like, why is Leah there? Um, I thought Leah had a good season, but I mean, again, Leah got the worst room. She don't got no view. Anyway, Leah has already went through the so sobriety thing with the girl. Like, clearly, that's not off to a great start. Um, during Giselle's opening night of the game, uh, she was just revealing that she was, like, questioning whether or not she should go there. And some of Leah's confessionals, she shares with us that, like, she is on her menstrual cycle and that, like, she actually suffers a lot during that period and she's not the nicest person. So uh, we know all this about her. And so at the dinner table, when Alexia is kind of sort of going off about, you know, her ex-husband, R.I.P. to him, um, Leah just blurts out, I'm bored. <laughs> and so the women don't take kindly to this. And of course, you know, Giselle and Portia are like, well, if you bored, go home. If you bored, go to sleep. So that kind of sort of starts that battle. And it seems like Candace sides with Leah a little bit. Candace and Leah have a good relationship. Clearly, it's Portia and Giselle and Marisol and Alexia kind of stand um, on their own island in my... Like, they just kind of, like, are on their own island. And then there are Leah... Not Leah, child. Whitney and Heather. Baby. Child. They... So I feel like individually, like, Heather isn't really bringing a lot. Like, I feel like if you watch Salt Lake City season one, Heather was, like, my favorite. She was just the, if you know, you know, like, she was just our favorite housewife outside of Mary, okay? And I don't know if you guys know, but uh, season four of Salt Lake City is currently filming, and they brought Mary Cosby back, but I think she's only for a friend of the show, but that's another story for another day. But, Really likes Heather's energy. Over the last couple of seasons, her energy has changed a little bit. But regardless of that, um, Heather's a little flat. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Like, she a little flat by herself. Not like she gives it in the confessionals, but like she seems to more be like a, a bystander. Uh, Whitney is Whitney, so she's kind of sort of getting in where she fits in. However, when Heather and Whitney tend to clash... It makes for excellent, 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 excellent TV. And of course, who is the mother of stirring the pot? It is Miss Giselle. Um, and people kind of get over Giselle uh, in her line of questionings. However, before we get into the Leah, not Leah, I, child, Whitney and Heather, um, I mean, I do enjoy Heather. I mean, I do enjoy Giselle asking these questions. Um, and, child, I think it was. <laughs> uh, 
Alexia at Giselle, when Giselle did the questioning of the dinner thing, um, <laughs> Alexia was like, girl, you seem to ask a lot of questions, but you don't really seem uh, to reveal a lot. And you know, Candace was like, that part, that part, that part, that part, that part, which I mean, listen, y'all know I love Giselle too, but I mean, they were right. But Giselle kind of sort of countered in a way that I felt like was a good way. She Giselle was like, well, if y'all ask me questions, I answer. Which she does. And then Candace was like, yeah, but you answer in a way that doesn't really answer, which Candace is right. Uh, so, I mean, that's just where I stand with that. Um, so, Heather and Whitney. If you watched the last season of Salt Lake City, then you know a lot has gone on. But I'm just going to kind of sort of fast forward to episode three when it was on the boat because this was just kind of sort of the juiciest thing for me. And again, like I was saying to y'all before, what I find so interesting about this girl's trip, right, is the timeline. At first, because I knew that they filmed this like a year and a half ago. So I'm like, why is Peacock slash Bravo waiting so long to release this girl's trip? However, me watching and me having watched Potomac, me having kind of sort of watched Salt Lake City, I watched it in the beginning, then, you know, watched it towards the end, and then, like, I watched the reunions. You know, sometimes if you miss a season, I really feel like in the Housewife franchise, as long as you watch the three-part, two-part uh, reunions, you're good. Although I do feel like Salt Lake City's reunion felt a little short, only because Jen Shaw wasn't there. Um, and apparently they were going to have do a one-on-one with her until she pled guilty. Then Bravo didn't really want anything to do with her. But my thing is, and I know this doesn't really have much to do with girls trip. Like regarding Jen Shaw and her pleading guilty, like I, okay, I'll just talk about that later because I just also feel like not necessarily with Jen Shaw, but in other situations regarding our legal system in this country. A lot of people take plea deals even when they're not guilty. Like, we know this. You know, it, we, we know this. So I just feel like, regardless of anything, she was indicted for that stuff, bravo. Um, and y'all still filmed with her. Y'all still use her to this day. You insert her storyline into this girl's trip. You like, you know what I mean? So I just feel like now that when she did actually plead guilty, now all of a sudden Bravo was like, oh, we don't, we kind of sort of want to wash our hands of it. Like, I just feel like tell the girl's story. But that's my thought for another day of another time, if you feel what I'm saying. But last season on Salt Lake City. Sorry, no, I'm all over the place. No, what I was saying is that my perspective on the timelines, right? Why I feel like Bravo slash Peacock waited and I can appreciate it so much is because we have seen these seasons, specifically Potomac and Salt Lake, right? So we know what the big things were and we know how they kind of sort of translated onto social media and we know how they were played out at the reunions. So with Whitney and Heather specifically, what I find so interesting about this interaction on the boat, because at this point, they're kind of sort of at odds. Uh, Giselle brings up the fact that nah, she noticed she brings up the fact that she has heard that Whitney and Heather made a pinky promise to not bring up their personal drama on the show anymore. Then Whitney is like, no, that's not what we did. We, we made a pinky promise to kind of like support each other, be better, you know, kind of sort of something. But then Heather and Leah weren't, Heather and Whitney weren't really agreeing with it. And then I think it was like Leah that was like, well, Whitney, weren't you the one that just said on the car ride last night that you didn't really feel like Heather was being something about like having her name still on the Mormon church list, but you write in a book and like, so that kind of sort of triggered Heather and then get into this back and forth. But regardless of the back and forth, the biggest thing that came out of it was Heather's black eye. Now, if you watched last season of Salt Lake city, when they were on a girl's trip, they all were drinking. And the next day, Heather, like, woke up with a black eye. And it was, like, so mysterious and so weird. And during the time of filming, 
they made it seem, or Heather kind of sort of made it seem like she knew who had blacked her eye. Then on the reunion, she kind of like tries to play it on the sense of like she was embarrassed because she was drinking and she doesn't know what happened. And given her Mormon past and how she already feels like a bad person for leaving the church and her family, she just was embarrassed. So she really didn't know what happened or who gave her a black eye or if like she just fell and hit something. So that was like a big point on the reunion. So rewind although we kind of sort of like fast forwarding, right? But rewinding to the girls trip, I think it's interesting because like the reunion has yet to happen. And so this hasn't kind of sort of aired. So although it's like, I feel like the girls trip is kind of like time travel because we know what happened. But for me, it's more interesting to hear what Heather has to say about it because her story kind of sort of has changed. And so I just find this story that she gave on the boat to be very interesting because she still, and again, some of the ladies had heard about it. And I guess when the way Whitney put it out, they was like, well, who hit you? But then Heather kind of reveals that there was like drinking involved. And so then the girls were like, okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense and it makes a little whatever. But it's still just the way that Heather dances around it is, I don't know, like, I just felt like during this point in time, it was given that, like, if someone did it, I don't know, it just was giving on the reunion that was filmed after this, although the black eye happened prior to this, um, just was a different story, but it wasn't. What Heather was given on that boat about the black eye was not what she was given on that reunion. And it kind of was more in line with what she was giving during the season, which leads me to believe that, like, something did happen. Now, people are alleging that, like, Jen Shaw punched her in the eye. Like, I don't believe that, but I definitely believe something happened. Um, and it was just, just really interesting. Then we see another Portia and Candace sort of beef is because when they're on the boat, uh, somebody makes a shady comment to Leah, like, um, we're so happy everybody's here. But, like, you know, Leah, if you want to go, you could go. And the one thing about Leah is she speak her mind, you know? Like, so Leah was like, I just felt like that comment was kind of shady. Like, if I said I was bored yesterday, and that's a whole big thing. And then a lot of the women are saying that Leah just gave, like, she was not interested this whole trip. Maybe some of the stuff that we're not seeing. And so they kind of sort of, like, ganged up on her. And then Candace takes up for her and Candace is like you know I kind of sort of felt like Leah I've been crying every morning I don't re really want to be here with people that I don't know but I've been like rallying around everybody and so Portia Candace starts crying and Portia comes over but Portia says that she comes over to help you know mend her but then as she's mending her Portia is like well if you don't want to be here with strange people why you making shady digs talk about she'll take a man. So it's just like, I am just waiting for this. Uh, I just want the, the sparring of shade between Candace and Portia. I just feel like it is every housewife's uh, per Like, I just want to see it because I just feel like they are equally yoked. Uh, but we don't want any physical. We, I just want to, you know, a good little shade fest. However, it's off to a great start. Uh, the butler of the home is named Pepsi. And he's just amazing. Uh, Marisol potentially has an ulcer, but she drink every day and she drinking to numb her stomach. Like, make it make sense. It's just a lot going on. Um, and these are just the first three episodes of The Girl's Trip. And so I just want to give y'all a rundown because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was nervous to watch it because I'm like season two of The Girl's Trip that they call in the ex-wives club because I think half the women on there was like no longer housewives. But was amazing and season three is shaping up to be great so if you have not checked it out please check it out or let me know what you think i'm going to be covering this for the posse because i think that it is important so make sure you check out not bravo but peacock's ultimate girls trip season three Keeping the menu rolling, keeping the menu rolling, keeping the menu rolling, keep, 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 keeping it rolling. Okay, so much to unpack because <laughs> it's just so much going on. So after I gave y'all that recap, the last recap 
of this show. Um, baby, uh, Coco and Lily were reposting fans that were reposting <laughs> SWV and how many records they sold. Uh, not fans reposting flyers of shows that SWV and Escape have both been on that they have been opening up for Monica um, and not Coco and Lily like reposting the reposting it to their story. Um, then we've got Candy and you know she has her Candy coded entertainment so she's taking it to YouTube and she basically is giving her account of kind of some of the things that Latasha had been saying, how, like, you know, Candy was jealous of her um, because Latasha was singing lead. And then Candy uh, goes through, because Escape only has three albums, so Candy goes through all of the songs on all three albums. And, I mean, on every album, Candy sings 80% of lead of the song. So she kind of sort of was refuting that. Um, then Latasha responds. Okay. Uh, now, although I, I might seem a little biased, like I am on like Candy, Tiny, and Tamika's side, right? Latasha makes some claim, like, and first of all, she must have listened to my episode because uh, Latasha and her video is like, so we're just going to ignore the fact that when Candy was busy doing all the things that she was doing and we came back together and we wanted to make new music and Candy didn't want to make new music and we couldn't even use the escape name. We had to use escape three. Awesome. Uh, Latasha also alleges that the greatest escape tour that they went on, which is the tour, you know, we keep talking about pre pandemic uh, was there. There first and only multi-million dollar tour that they had ever been on. And Latasha claims that the tour only happened because of her husband, Rocky. Now, we know Rocky was a big, you know, contender on these first couple of episodes. They felt like Latasha couldn't speak without Rocky. He was patrolling. And, you know, Rocky stole Tamika money. Okay? Okay? Uh, she alleges that he had been their road manager. He has gotten them deals. When they were Escape 3, he brought uh, the producers to them. He even brought the music to Candy to see if she wanted to be a part of it. Candy didn't want to be a part of it. Um, and so, you know, Latasha really just kind of sort of basically said that, like, although they are trashing her husband, Rocky, she is alleging that, like, he has done a lot for them. She also alleges that on the Great Escape Tour that they made multi-millions on, that they didn't want to pay Rocky. And they didn't pay Rocky. And the only person that paid Rocky was Tamika. Now, here's my thing to that. If you're getting all of these deals and you're doing all of this, wh 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 why aren't you in the contracts then? Like, you know, but anyway. But, so she says that Tamika, or Tiny, not Tamika, because... Tiny's name is Tamika as well, but Tamika and Latasha are sisters. So there is Tamika and Latasha. And then there is Tamika Tiny Harris. So that's why I always use Tiny. But she was saying that Tiny was the only one that paid her husband. So she was kind of refuting a lot of the claims, but baby. Ooh. I don't know if you know who Tasha K is. Um, if you remember the, the big lawsuit with Cardi B and this blogger and YouTuber named Tasha K. Um, I don't normally like check for her, but baby, the Instagrams. Oh, and also Tamika, before we get to Tasha K, Tamika, the sister of Latasha, she goes on her YouTube, okay? With her daughters. And she doesn't tell all as well as how how and why she feels as though Rocky stole the money um, and why she never wanted to say nothing um, and her, her sister aren't in a better place yet and just, she alleges a lot of stuff. So everybody's on their own social medias, okay? They just all oh, whatever, but whew, the bomb for me got dropped the other night. I was just minding my business, you know, sometimes when I can't sleep, I do a little quick scroll on the TikTok and they were pulling up these interviews from Tasha K. Now, a woman has come forward alleging that she is pregnant with Latasha's husband's Rocky's 
child and that they had been in a five-year relationship. She got receipts. She got airline tickets. She got hotel receipts. What in the Juan Dixon? Uh, she got photos. So uh, Tasha K meets with her, does an interview. So you could go check that interview out if that's what you feel. But baby, then she got get Rocky on the phone. Now she alleges that Rocky threatened her during this interview, but I listened to a couple of parts of the Rocky interview. And first of all, when I tell you Rocky just talks in circles. So most of the interview that I listened to was about Rocky and allegedly this lady that he denies knowing but knows her full name. And basically he says he can't talk about it because it's federal. And he's like, Tasha, you don't know me. But after, you know, I, I tell you these things and after we talk, you're going to say, oh, I'm a real person. And you're going to understand like, wow, I'm about to drop a bomb on you. Like, that's how he talks, right? So again, to this woman who is alleging a five-year relationship with, with Rocky, who she provides receipts after receipts after receipts after receipts after receipts on. Um, and Rocky claims to not know anything about her, but knows that she's got four kids. So anyway, he is giving very much a liar. Uh, so then they start talking about Latasha and Tamika. And I'd be damned if he doesn't low-key admit to taking the money. So in a roundabout way, they ask about the money. And so Rocky says that the publishing company, you know, what they we, we talked about before in the show, where Tiny's mom, you would get royalties off of like, Normally, the songwriters get royalties, uh, but there was this new app, you know, late 2000s, uh, where the singers get royalties as well. So Tiny Mom signed everybody up. Everybody was getting a check. Tamika didn't get her check. Uh, Tiny's Mom was like, you didn't get your check. Let's look into it. Then they saw that, you know, it had been cashed. So, you know, that's the story that we know that everyone's been saying, allegedly. So Rocky, in this interview, says he doesn't want to talk about the sisters because that's a family thing. But the royalty people mixed up the addresses, right? Says that. Then he says, but he knows his exact words, but Tamika knows she was getting Tasha's money because Tasha wrote everything anyway. So I, like, I had to listen back to that because I'm like, wait, what? Tamika knows she's been getting Tasha's money because Tasha wrote everything anyway. So, I, again, I had to, like, listen to that because I'm like, what, what is he saying? He's saying, so the royalty people mixed up they had the, the sister's addresses. So Tamika was getting Tasha's money, but Tamika know Tasha wrote everything anyway. So uh, from my understanding, what I'm trying to piece together is because, again, Tamika is the one that is alleging that they stole her money. So he is saying that the royalty people switch, you know, mess their addresses up. But although Tamika and her YouTube is saying, I live in one state, she live in the other state. How they mixing up addresses, okay? But listen. Uh, but he is saying that they mixed up the addresses. But Tamika be getting Tasha money anyway. Because he know Tasha wrote everything. So essentially, he was saying that, like, Tamika didn't deserve or whatever money Tamika had got wasn't really hers because it was supposed to be Tasha's money because Tasha wrote everything. Like, so it was just like, not you really admitting that y'all took her money. And you're going to say that Tasha deserves it because she writes everything? Like, Ugh. It's just so much going on on social media. And so it's just like, okay, at this point in time, Rocky, I believe everything that the girls are saying. And, okay, and <sighs> Latasha's new single for her gospel album is out. And she is currently doing promo for her gospel album, which nothing is wrong with that. I just, for me, it's like, not you. So you, you're on this promo tour to essentially promote the show, but you're only promoting your gospel album, but then you're, like, trashing the girls. And then also in Tasha's YouTube or little response, she just kind of sort of was, like, clowning Candy singing now. 
people can say what they want about Candy. Some people don't really love the way Candy sings. Every man was so I think that Candy can. I think Candy has vocal range, and she can write and she can harmonize. Now, do I think some of the other members in the group can sing better? Maybe, but uh, yeah, it, it's just a mess. And again, the show is great. But it is really the outside factors for me that just keep me drawn in. And it's just like so crazy. And again, I, I said this last time. I just find it so crazy that you would hear these stories about these like 90s and 2000 girl groups. But you would just be like, it just can't be true. But the internet and this Bravo show is is proving that it can be true. It's sad because I do love the music, but it is just like, it's hard not to watch. It's like one of those things where it's like you can't look away. But again, that is a Bravo's R&B Queens, SWV, and Escape comes on Sunday nights. If you haven't watched it, tune in. And if you haven't, just pull up some hashtags on TikTok or uh, Instagram and get behind the scenes tea because it it's... Juicy, I'll say that. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, with it still being March, only a couple of days until April. Uh, I want to continue our celebration of Women's Month, and I found in a very amazing story, and I was like, oof, this is giving Freak of the Week, okay? After close to a century, Vanderbilt University's neurosurgery residency program will have its first Black female resident. Tamia Potter is the first Black woman to accept a spot in the neurosurgery position at the university's medical center in Nashville, Tennessee. Tamia received the news on March 17th, better known to medical students as National Match Day, when thousands of graduate medical students learn where they'll do their residency training for the next several years. Tamia told Press that she was incredulous when she first saw the match and was very relieved and excited to be entering in the next chapter of her life after so many years of schooling. Everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm learning, everything that I'm experiencing is for the betterment of someone else, Tamia said. Only about 5.7% of physicians in the United States identify as Black or African American, according to the latest data from the Associate of the American Medical Colleges. A 2019 report by the association found that there were only 33 Black women in the neurosurgical field in the United States in 2018. Vanderbilt trained its first neurosurgery resident in 1932, making Tamia the first Black woman to join in 91 years. According to Dr. Reed Thomas, a professor and chair of the university's Department of Neurological Surgery. Honestly, I just love when I read stories like this of Tamia Porter because it's just 91 years. It's, that's just crazy for me, but it's truly inspiring. And just I think about like my nieces that can look up to a Tamia and be like, you've done it. So again, Hats off and congratulations to Tamia Porter. If Tamia is this week's Freak of the Week, we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Always appreciate your support and love. It truly means the world to your baby boy. If you have not already, please ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that it's a girl's trip. Because it's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. Ooh.
It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.